this morning, what we're actually talking about, and I've titled this message, Have You Truly Been Born Again? Now, I want you to think about this. And I want to say this, and then we'll elaborate more. Just because you said a prayer doesn't mean you've truly been born again. Now, this might not settle right with some people this morning, and that's fine, but this was so much in my, in my heart the past couple weeks, and we had to finish up the series we were in, and I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. And this morning, if you have your Bible, we're going to start out in 1 John, and we're going to read chapter 4, verse 7 through 21. 1 John chapter 4. Verse 7 through 21, I'm reading out of the NIV this morning. If you've got something else, great, just giving you a heads up. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. That sounds good, right? Let's keep going. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims, ready? Question I just asked when we started out. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And He has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So I've asked the question, have you truly been born again? Because if we've truly been born again, the love should be in us to show others. God's call to love people, how many know, is very bold. Because sometimes we just don't uh, like everybody. Right? That's our flesh. Sometimes we don't like everybody. So when it comes to him telling us to love everyone, sometimes, if you're willing to admit, that comes a little hard. Look, I'll be the first to admit it's not always easy. You guys look at me like, I got nothing to do with this message today. 
We are to put others ahead of ourselves. We are called to love people. Love those you like and love those you dislike. Love those who agree with you and love those who disagree with you. Love those who commented a great comment on your Facebook post and love those that didn't comment so great on your Facebook post. Love those that voted the same as you and love those that didn't vote the same as you. Ew. Love those that believe the same as you and love those that don't believe the same as you. We are called to love those that have done good to us. And we're also called to love those that have wronged us. What is this saying here? We're called to love, period. Love doesn't agree, right? Love is not saying, I support this. Love isn't saying, hey, I'm just going to go with whatever you want. But the problem in our world today is we've lost that place of being able to disagree and still love one another. We've lost, and I'm not talking about the world because we shouldn't expect any different from the world. I'm talking about in the church. We've lost the, the attitude of being able to love one another even when you don't agree. Look, there's going to be some things in God's Word that I believe that you might not believe. But I'm still going to love you. It's not going to change that I believe this. It's not going to change that I'm going to preach this. But I'm still going to love you. But we live in a church world today where if you don't see my view this way or, or if you don't believe that way and, or if you think that way and it's different than the way I think, I don't want to talk to you. I, I can't stand you. I don't love you. That's the world we've come to nowadays in the church. But we're called to love people, period. It's a love that forces us to grow. Anybody here didn't really want to love somebody but when you felt convicted in your spirit and God was like, hey, you need to love this person. Let me tell you what, when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and you start to love somebody that you don't really want to, it will grow you. You know what will grow you even more is when you start to pray for somebody out of love that has wronged you. We're called to love, period. That's it. We can't love like Jesus did without our hearts changing. Jesus is the greatest example. After everything everybody did to him. To be able to have that love hanging on the cross and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He didn't say, Father, give them what they deserve. Father, pay them back just as much as what they did to me, even worse. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's from a heart of love. That's what it is. He could have said to the thief on the cross, You've earned it, you deserve it, you're going to die. But even when he had no, not much life left to live, he showed love even to the thief on the cross. If you read 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 through 18, it says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now for those that are like, okay, I do that for my brothers. This is not just talking about your blood. Just to clarify, if you're in the family of God, these are your brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions, ready, and sees a brother or a sister in need, but has no pity on them, 
How can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. Let me tell you this, it doesn't matter what you say, it matters what you do. Because it's very easy to say, yeah, I love that person, but would you bless them? Yeah, I love that person, but would you help them in a time of need? Pastor, yeah, I love that person that wronged me. I, I, I still love them. But do you talk to them? Do you treat them different now? Do you still show them the love? Because we're called to love, period. Love isn't based off what, what somebody's done in Scripture, in the scriptural view of what somebody's done right or wrong. Love is love. If you read John 13, 34 through 35, it says, A new command I give you, love one another. A command. It wasn't just a suggestion. It's a command of God to love one another as I have loved you. Now I want you to really think about this. Do we love people the same way He has loved us? Are we at that place where we truly see people the same way He has seen us? So you must love one another. Verse 35, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples. If, everybody say if, if you love one another. So what does this tell me? If I want to go out and be an effective disciple, and if I want people to see that I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, then the most important thing that I must carry, number one, is Jesus, but number two is the love that Jesus gave me. If you love one another, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples. If we read John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. I'm going to warn you right now this morning, this is probably, and if you're excited about this, please keep it to yourself. This is probably going to be one of my shortest messages in a long time. Thank you. But John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Now, I really want, I asked the question in the beginning, have you truly been born again? Have you truly been born again? Do you know how you know that you've been truly born again? What we're talking about this morning by asking yourself this question, do I love people? Do I love people? Do you love people? Pastor, I pray. Awesome, but do you love people? Pastor, I, I teach. So what? Do you love people? Pastor, I'm a prophet. Do you love people? Pastor, I even serve in the church. Whoop-de-doo. Do you love people? Hon, you need to come back. I'm ready for music. Let's go. Whole worship team, let's go. There's an inside joke there. Nobody knows. I'm not going to share it. Anyway. I promise I'll try not to have you play for a half hour like last week. But I serve in the church. Do you love people? Pastor, I speak in tongues. I don't care. Do you love people? I know a lot of people that can speak in tongues, but they ain't got a love in their heart for anything or for people. 
It's all about show and it's not about Him. Pastor, I, I operate in the gifts. So what? Do you love people? There are people that operate in many different ways. But have not truly been born again. Pastor, where, how, how, do you, how do you know this? Because if you also read Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons? and in your name perform many miracles, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So with that said, what do I say? I, I don't care how many gifts you think you can operate in. If you don't have love, it doesn't mean anything. I don't care how well you can teach. I don't care how well you can preach. I don't care how well you serve. I don't care how well you think you can do anything. If you don't have love, everything else doesn't mean anything. Love is the most important thing that you can operate out of. If your motives to do things for the kingdom of God is not out of the motivation of the heart where, where the love is, then you shouldn't be doing anything for the kingdom of God. Because if it doesn't come out of love, it means nothing. Pastor, I have faith. Pastor, I have faith. Great, but do you love? We talked about made for mission the past couple weeks. You'll never be able to do any of the past sermons that we talked about if it doesn't come or birth from a heart of love. The same love that God gave you for you to give to other people. If you read 1 Corinthians 13 too, it says, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. Why do, why do I feel like I don't have to preach for an hour on this? Because Scripture clearly, plainly speaks for itself right here. I don't have to preach every week 45 minutes to an hour to get the truth out there. Without love, I am nothing. So this might be hard for some people to comprehend, but if we do not love people, I don't believe we've truly been born again. Well, pastor, how can you say that? How can you say that? Because 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. Well, pastor, it's just my personality. I don't like people. I don't love people. That's just who I am. It's my personality. Let me tell you this. If you're truly born again and you're in God's word and you're applying his word to your life, what you apply should change your personality. How many here are thankful you don't talk the way you used to talk? 
Maybe you don't get angry like you used to get angry. You don't respond the way you used to respond. Why? Because your personality has changed. Your personality is not the same. I think we need to stop using the excuse of, well, that's my personality. No, that might be your old fleshly personality, but as you step into a relationship with God and you receive His love, He will change your personality to have the personality that He wants you to have. He is love. He is love. I'm going to tell you this, if you're still treating people today the same way you did before you said the prayer, then it was just a prayer. We don't like this. Why do I say that? Because the old hasn't left. And if the old hasn't left, then the new isn't here. If you read 1 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So if you treated people and you looked at people without love before you got saved... When you've given your life to the Lord, you should now see people through a new perspective. And you should be able to love people, no matter where they've been, what they've done, what they've done to you, to love unconditionally. Why? Because He first loved us. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Ready? Verse 5. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. And it's not easily angered. Oh, we don't like that. Love is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. We got too many records being kept in the church. And people keep in a record book of everything somebody's done to them or, or how they've been hurt or this side or the other. You need to rip up the record book because the enemy wants you to keep it and hold on to it so you don't love other people. But you need to come to the place and you say, I'm not going to keep this record book of people who have wronged me, hurt me, offended me. I'm going to rip this up. I'm going to love people. I'm going to love them because I know he loved me yet while I was a still sinner. Christ died for me. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. Ready? But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Ready? And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Do you love people? 
Not just those that are, are you think you can love, but even those you think you can't. I hate when people say, well, you just got to love the unlovable. I hate that. Because nobody is really unlovable if you have the right perspective of what Jesus has done for you. Everybody else has a right and a privilege and an opportunity to be loved by you just like you were loved by Him. There is nobody that is unlovable. Your heart probably just needs to change towards that person. Do you love people? This is a very simple yet hard thing to swallow sometimes. It's simple to hear, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. But if God's word commands it, then we need to follow the command of Jesus. Yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do you love people? Have you truly been born again? Do you love people? Are you showing that relationship with other people? Because if you want people also to know that you've truly been born again, it's going to come and flow from your heart. Because from the heart, the mouth speaketh. Where is your heart? What are you speaking? Do you love people?